Welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. I'm your host, Augustine Sasso. You can email me at augustine.sasso at myfootballclub.co.uk. Well, it's another great game for the fleet. This time a win. No, wait. A 4-0 dismantling of Welling at Stonebridge Road. In my talk with Lord Charles, which you'll hear shortly, he calls it one of the best performances he's seen in a number of years. And that coming off the draw against AFC Wimbledon, which we also talk about. And finally, we finish up our talk talking about Coach Andy Ford. I stand corrected by Mr. Ed Miller. It's Andy Ford with the longest tenure as coach of Ebb's fleet. Followed by Tony Sitford and uh, somebody named Liam Daish. Exciting stuff. Here now is my interview with Charles. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, what can we talk about this so much? Maybe we should just go with uh, with yesterday's 4-0 win um, over Welling. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, Dave's man just emailed me and is just telling me that he wished that that was a game uh, that I, I could have seen. So I don't know. What's your take on that? Um, I think I've got to say that um, for my money, it was one of the best performances I've seen for the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, there have been great, great wins over that time, you know, since we were at Luton, etc. Um, you've got to bear in mind the standard of the opposition this year isn't up to Blue Square Premier standards. Uh, but nevertheless, the fluency of the display last night, the way the players worked for each other, they, they supported each other, they hustled, um, and, and the pure quality of the football... I've not seen anything quite like that for some time. And, um, you know, the four goals were, you know, well, the goals were well taken, um, but the, the margin of uh, victory was, uh, was a fair reflection on how the game went, because Welling, uh, they didn't really have a shot on target to travel press to Edwards. So, you know, I think uh, all things taken into consideration, it was a very efficient, it was a clinical performance, um, and as Liam said to me after the game, you know, usually we need five chances to put away one, uh, but last night, you know, we were um, more efficient with our finishing, and uh, we got what we deserved. And I think when you look at it coming, you know, just uh, 72 hours after the tough FA Cup game at AFC Wimbledon, um, you know, the fact that the boys kept their, their heads on and uh, concentrated on getting the league points, I think it was a very, very professional performance. And albeit Welling were very much um, under par last night, they really weren't very good at all. Um, you've got to say the fleet you know, did what they had to do and they did it magnificently. Yeah, I think... Uh, and, 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 and let's not forget that Welling, um, without the points deduction, I think would be in first place. So. Yeah, I mean, you've got to say that their performances so far carried them to the top of the league. Um, you know, so the results have, have, have really shown they must be a very good side. Now, whether we didn't allow them to be 
very good last night, or there were other factors, I can't really say, but, but it, from a fleet perspective, we played exceedingly well. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got into this position now where we're actually in the playoffs. And you've got to look around and wonder what things are out there that are going to fight their way into the top five and six uh, and maybe muscle us out of the way. And, you know, I've only seen one team better than us, and that's over. And they lost at home last night to Dartford uh, by two goals to nil. So they're not invincible. Um, I, I didn't think uh, Braintree were that fantastic when they came to Sandwich Road. We've not seen Chelmsford yet. So, you know, there are one or two teams up there that uh, I think we can be, you know, confident when we face them. Uh, we've seen what Bromley are like away, and I, I think when we get them at home in the league, um, that'll be a different game uh, with the fleet hopefully coming out on top. But, um, no, I mean, well, and yeah, they deserve to be where they are. But if that's a measure of the teams in, in the top four, then the fleet deserves to be up there competing for one of those playoff places. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, we can't predict what's going to happen the rest of the season. I mean, yeah, we're a third of the way through, I guess. Um, but uh, you are right. Uh, at this moment, I think Chelmsford's the only team we haven't. Yeah, we haven't played Chelmsford, but uh, that's our, you know, the one one big test. But other than that, um, so far it looks like we match up well, and we certainly have a chance. You know, to win, uh, if not uh, the fa be the favorite in, in, in these games. Um, and Saturday, revenge match against uh, Maidenhead. Um, so that that ought to be a great match. Well, I interviewed Liam after last night's game, and he said he wants revenge <laughs> because Maidenhead they came to Stanford Road on the first day of the season and they beat us two one in what was a bit of a surprise, uh, because they're not a fancy team by any means. And um, I think the fleet were expected to win that one. Uh, but it was a rude, sharp shock for the fleet uh, on the first day in the Blue Square South. And uh, Maidenhead, you know, they employed you know, some interesting professional tactics uh, to get their points, but they got more goals than the fleet did and won 2-1. Uh, they ended up with nine men on the pitch, but they still won the game. And I think they're going to find Edsley a rather different proposition when they face them on Saturday than they did way back in August. And uh, the fleet machine that's rolling along at the moment, uh, they're going to have to make their first change in half a dozen games because Derek Duncan is going to be serving a suspension for collecting five uh, yellow cards. Mm. Uh, so there will be one change in the lineup on Saturday, but otherwise it will be uh, pretty much the same size that destroyed uh, Welling. And as you say, on league form, Welling are a much better side than uh, Maidenhead are. So, fingers crossed, the trip to uh, Berkshire, which is where West, uh, Maidenhead is, uh, the, to the west of London, may be a productive one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, I believe uh, I believe they won. Um, Maidenhead won uh, yesterday. Uh, they, you know, they might be putting decent run together, so uh, I agree with Liam on revenge. Uh, they might be putting it together too, but I, I think we're certainly a different team. Uh, 
And then AFC Wimbledon after that on... Uh, That's pretty likely affair. I think so. Um, I, uh, I, watched the, I watched the game uh, on tape, and um, I, I thought we played well. I, I, thought, um, yeah, I thought everybody had their chances. Um, I was just reading that uh, it didn't seem like it was a, an exciting game, but... I thought that, and maybe you, you know you can elaborate. Um, in the beginning, um, you know, our, our lads were they were stopping AFC Wimbledon. I, I think what might come off as boring play is actually great hard-nosed football. I, I don't know what that that's the key. I, I thought they played tough, and it might come off as boring or you know only five shots on goal, what have you, but I thought, thought we played tough. Uh, you know, what is your take on that? Uh. Uh, it wasn't. Um, it, 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 it wasn't a game that turned out as I expected. Mm. Um, I thought Wimbledon would would have been um, far more threatening than they actually were because of the golf of you know they're top of the league Premier and we're we're now in the class places in a division below. And I thought they would have a lot more power than us being full time. You know, having a big crowd behind them, having players like Danny Kedwell, Luke Moore, um, I thought they would be a lot stronger than they appeared on the day. Um, and you know, once again, top of the or second by only a point at the top of the Blue Square Premier. Um, you know, you don't get there by being uh, mugged. You know, you've got to be pretty good. Um, and I actually was slightly surprised that um, they didn't. Um, really troubled a lot more than they actually did. And once again, you know, we did what we had to do. Um, you could only deal with the thing that's put in front of you. And, and really, our, our defence, you know, people like Clint Easton, Derek Duncan, Paul Lorraine and uh, Craig Stone, they were utterly magnificent. And you just wonder what would have happened if we'd have maintained 11 on the pitch. Um, when mm -hmm. the referee sent off Ashley Carew for an incident that clearly was not a second yellow card offence. Um, and the referee even phoned Liam up on Sunday to apologise for sending him off uh, because he'd seen the replay and realised it wasn't a booking. And that Luke Moore, in fact, uh, kicked the ball at uh, Ashley Carew's back of his legs as he was running away. Uh, but Ashley Carew was only about two feet away from him, so he couldn't have avoided it. Mm -hmm. So how he could be accused of um, encroachment is, is just bizarre. Uh, but if we'd have had 11 on the pitch against 10, you kind of get the feeling we, we may have missed that one because I, I think most impartial observers felt that we gave as good as we got in that game. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it looks like to me. Again, I, I, I think uh, we played them tough. And... Um, uh, We'll, we'll see how we hold up uh, on Tuesday. Uh, first, get through Maidenhead, but then, uh, you know, on Tuesday. So, 
Well, it won't be two seats. The game is now being switched to Thursday next week. Oh. Because, of course, ESPN cameras are going to be covering the game. Uh, and it means that Stonebridge Road is now going to be absolutely submerged by media uh, because we're going to have the TV cameras there. So there's a good chance you'll be able to see it uh, in America and in other parts of the world as it's on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, BBC Radio 5 Live are going to be coming along to do full live commentary of the game. Um, it's just going to be an absolute media bean feast. And I'm going to have to get there early to get my usual Lord Chow seat in the press box. <laughs> but uh, it's been switched to Thursday because of the television, which means that we are going to get um, a substantial amount of money in terms of uh, revenue uh, for pushing the game. Plus, there's going to be the gate receipt. Mm-hmm. But there's the possibility, um, well, there's the certainty that uh, the, the sides will know who they will meet in the next round because the, the winners of the game uh, will meet either Stevenage or MK Dons in a replay that's playing on Tuesday evening. So that game will be played then. The winners of that game will be known by Thursday. And it could be, if the fleet lose, that MK Dons, which was the club, uh, which was a franchise club set up uh, when uh, Wimbledon was bought by new owners and moved out of London, will face AFC Wimbledon, the team that was created when the other club moved out of London and the fans set up a brand new club. So those two clubs could meet in the next round, but standing in, wa- in the way of the biggest grudge match uh, possible in British football is Edsley United, who want to win the replay themselves uh, and face either Stevenage or MK Dons. And then the, the uh, next tie in the next round, so the winners of the Edsley AFC game against uh, Stevenage or MK Dons, that game will be televised uh, on ITV in the UK um, on the Sunday, that will be the Sunday lunchtime game, which if the fleet were to get in it, would be worth, I think, over £70,000. So the fleet are poised for a massive exposure uh, if they can only win that game next week. Wow. Thank, thank you for the correction. Yeah, I was, I was going on wrong information. One of the things that the commentators were saying regarding the possible AFC Wimbledon MK Dons matchup was their take was that AFC Wimbledon didn't want that matchup because it would legitimize uh, MK Dons. That's just their opinion. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I don't think well, it's a, it's a reasonable opinion to take, mm-hmm. um, but it's only uh, part of the picture. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is that I've been uh, talking to a lot of Wimbledon fans. I've been looking at their forums, and I'd say they're split about 50-50 between, on one side, you've got the, the die-hard fans that do not want to legitimize MK Dons, do not want to acknowledge their existence, uh, and they really don't want any part of any game with them. Uh, and in fact, some of them are suggesting they put out their under-10 girls' side against us so that they lose the game and it becomes epidemic. And then you've got the other side of the coin where you've got the other half of the fan base who want to get hold of MK Dons and their supporters and their directors and really show them you know, who the true club are. And they want to beat them. They want to disrupt their afternoon at, at uh, AFC Wimbledon. They want to uh, offer them no uh, hospitality in the ballroom or on the terraces. 
They want to, uh, well, basically, they just want to make it as un unpleasant as possible, you know, without resorting to violence. You know, things like blockading their team coach so they can't get through and they get fined for a late arrival and things like that. <laughs> you know, so the fact that the Wimbledon fans are arguing amongst themselves as to what they want the outcome to be. Wow. Well, but I guess the bottom line is you put 11 guys out there in an AFC shirt against Edgefleet, they're going to want to win that game of football, whatever's on the end of it. Yeah. Um, and Terry Brown, their manager, you know, he's a professional guy. He doesn't send teams out to lose, and he will want to beat Edgefleet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from from the sporting point of view, that's uh, absolutely right. You don't you don't go play a game to, to lay down. Exciting stuff. But so now, the the uh, FA Cup trophy is on Thursday. Then the following Saturday. 48 hours later. Right. So we've got uh, Bromley there, the FA trophy. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see if, if that'll be rescheduled. Well, we did approach Bromley to see if they would switch it to the Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, but I think so far it's been no dice. <laughs> yeah. And so that means that the fleet could have, well, I, I, I predicted, if you remember last week before we played Wimbledon, mm -hmm. uh, that we'd win the replay on penalties. And yes. uh, so yeah. far my prediction is good. <laughs> um, so it means that if we do beat them on penalties, we'll play another 90 minutes of football plus 30 minutes of extra time plus the penalties. Uh, so we could have a very late night on Thursday and then be back at Stonebridge Road for... Um, the game against Bromley on the Saturday. So it really is going to be, you know, quite a very difficult uh, period for the fleet to navigate. Wow, but exciting nonetheless. Exciting nonetheless. Whew. All right. Well, um, I'd like to... Um, last week we, um, we talked about Liam coming up on Tony Sitford's uh, record. I've done some homework on that, mm -hmm. and uh, Liam, I think, is in third place at the moment behind Andy Falls and Tony Sitford. So watch this space. Um, it, it's going to be a little while yet before he overtakes them, but certainly, um, you know, with each game going by, Liam's getting closer and closer um, to becoming the number one man, but he's got to overtake the number two before he can overtake the number one. So uh, I was slightly um, presumptuous with my comments last week, but... Uh, Certainly, Liam's tenure at Stonebridge Road um, is getting longer and longer, and if this season is anything to go by, it's becoming more and more successful. Yeah, boy. Um, and so what about the man on top, Andy Ford? I've got, uh, the, according to, to uh, my sources, Andy Ford is the longest tenured coach. Do you know anything about him? Uh, well, I know Andy quite well. I, I recently sent him a, uh, a text to congratulate him on getting the job as Maidstone manager recently. Um, Andy came to the club, uh, was involved mainly with the youth setup, and uh, when there was a management opportunity, he took over and uh, he guided us through the Ryman League um, into uh, the Blue Square Premier, and uh, he had an incredible run as manager. Um, really building the foundations for the side that Liam then took over and turned fully professional. So the, the, the platform for, for Liam moving
reunion for the club um, was originally set by Andy Ford because he took us into the Blue Square Premier. Uh, but of course, when Liam came in, he changed the side from semi-professional to professional. And he took um, he took the uh, the playing staff, you know, 100% changeover, um, brought whole new players in, and, and you know we we had a long run in the Blue Square Premier. But uh, Andy Ford, he he was a player with Gillingham and Swindon. Uh, came originally from Minehead in the West Country, mm. and uh, he was uh, a, a coach and manager uh, coming out, as I say, out of the, uh, the Gillingham side, where he was a, a good defender. Um, and I'll never forget the, the day the Fleet won promotion to the Blue Square Premier. It was a, an away game at uh, Bedford, and uh, we won that. And uh, the fans were chanting because Andy Falls was a ball teller, he still is. Uh, they said, Andy Ford, he's got no hair, but we don't care. Andy, Andy Ford. And uh, I think uh, he would always be given a warm welcome at Sandy's Road. <laughs> wow, great, great. Wow, all right, well, um, any uh, last thoughts before we sign off? Well, I think maybe the next time we speak, maybe on uh, uh, the day between... Uh, the AFC game and the Brom um, and the Bromley game uh, next Friday is that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we'll be looking back on that uh, big cup night. Um, I hope there's a huge crowd there um, because the club needs the money, and mm -hmm. more than in anything else, we need as many fleet fans to be there as possible, um, so that we overcome what's going to be a very very big AFC uh, Wimbledon following. Um, so. We want to make sure the fleet fans are there backing their side 100%. All right, all right. I agree. Well, Charles, thank you again, and I will talk to you next week. And okay, take care. All right, bye. Bye. To my fellow listeners, if you're enjoying your time with my football club, you help the society by telling your friends, family, and co-workers? They can get a free 30-day trial membership of MyFC simply by going to myfctrial.com and follow the instructions. If you're enjoying it, why not pass it on? update on the other teams. I'm sad to say the Fleet Academy team has ended its run in the FA Youth Cup, losing 3-0 to Brighton and Hove Albion. And the Fleet Under-18 lost 3-2 in extra time at Sittingbourne in the Kent County Youth Cup. I have a feeling, though, we haven't seen the last of these kids. The ladies' match at Braintree was postponed and will be rescheduled to be played at a later date. Meanwhile, this week, the ladies start their run in the Women's FA Cup, traveling to Seahaven Harriers. Good luck to the ladies. Well, that's all I have for you today. Don't forget to take the Premier Promotion Pledge. As the tagline goes, pledge at least 10 pounds and give Liam a fighting chance. Uh, we've got a real good team this year, and I'm surprised that uh, they're this good this soon so let's support this team 
take the pledge. I took the pledge. And remember the websites. Myfootballclub.co.uk AbsoluteUnited.co.uk On Facebook at Facebook.com backslash MyFootballClub and on Twitter at Twitter.com backslash MyFootballClub Until next time, this is your humble narrator signing off. Up the fleet. Yeah. Uh-huh.